Hello, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Every week we talk about things like urban legends, t-shirts, <laughs> cryptozoology, I don't know, like, I guess like cool pattern, t- like summer print t-shirts with like pineapples and <laughs> paranormal things and creepy birds. Well, there might be like a creepy bird out there. I'm sure there's like a creepy bird. I think like uh, big bird, like big bird. <laughs> I think there's a lot of creepy birds. Probably. I think we will probably like there's a lot Most of creepy. birds are creepy. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit before the show. You don't like birds very much. No, I'm not a bird fan. I'm not a huge bird fan. I like them, though. They're nice and they're fun. Sure. Well, <laughs> if this is your first time joining us, we don't talk about birds. We talk about ghosts and other things. Each week, we both bring in a topic separately. Lindsay will go somewhere. I'll go somewhere else. And then we bring in our topics and discuss them for the first time with you on the show. So we listen with you. Yeah. 50% of us in this room listen with you. Yeah. And then the other 50% talk at you about, I don't know, the boogeyman. About scary stuff. About scary stuff. Well, last week we talked about wandering gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Old, weird, wandering gentlemen. And we also talked about being home alone and how scary that is. Not Macaulay Culkin. No. Just being home alone. Yes. Which, although it was kind of scary for him, he had burglars break in. Speaking of Macaulay Culkin, did you know that he lives in France? I actually do. Yeah. He's a fancy boy living in France. Yeah. He says he's not a fancy boy. But he's a fancy boy. But you boy. know he's a fancy. He's living in France. The thing that's weird about Home Alone, all of them, is that he didn't seem to be terrified about being Home Alone until he knew for sure that there were older gentlemen trying to get into his house and steal their stuff. But like... Up until then, you didn't really see him alone with his thoughts, getting loopy or whatever. He was just, well... I'm going to party. Yeah, fine by me. I'm going to order a lot of pizzas. But then he didn't even still get really that scared. He got more scared of the old man with the shovel. Oh, yeah. The, like, caretaker <laughs> guy that, like, I don't even know where he... I forget even what his Wasn't deal he, was. He was, like, salting the sidewalks or something? I don't know. He was more scared of that than burglars breaking in and wanting to do... I don't even know what they wanted. Steal their stuff. Do you think all the traps that he had set up for, what is it, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern? Yeah. Which I saw Daniel Stern in a grocery store when I worked at a grocery store in Oregon. Yeah. And he was wearing a full sweatpants, sweatpant, uh, sweatshirt and pants, sweatpants. Oh, full so they gave him the clothes from the movie. And he's <laughs> yeah, just his props. With his pea coat on. Yeah. And it just stayed on. Yeah, full sweatsuit. But either cool. way, the traps that he built for those guys were extremely well done. Well, I guess... For a, uh, what was he, like 10 or something? Probably around there. Do you think in Home Alone Fiction, he got a full ride to like some engineering school and he builds like home oh, yeah. invasion technology and... Oh yeah, because he was like the little one that no one cared about either. So it's like, that's always the sibling that like does really well. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, no one likes you and we accidentally left you home alone. Well, you're going to go off and be a rocket scientist. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. He said that about, what is that? About his brother's girlfriend? Yeah. Woof. I forget what his brother's girlfriend. It was like Bart or Buff. <laughs> Bart. <laughs> probably Buff or Buffert. I don't know. I would think it was Buffert. I forget what it was. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure her name was Buffert. <laughs> uh, and that's, I think we, that's all we need to know about that. Okay. Well, really quick, before we get into this week's episode, we have two thank yous to give out. Yeah. We have a huge thank you to our friend Audrey, winner of one of our giveaways, because she sent us... A little oil, like a uh, spooky essential... spouse care package. Yeah, with like some little oil things in there, and it's very nice. Yeah, it's very soothing. <sighs> I wonder if it keeps the spirits away. She didn't say if it no, did. She said just put them on, put some on your feet before we go to bed. What if it attracts spirits, and it's really all just like this methodical scheme of her, like oh. I'm gonna get ghosts to come to them. Yeah. So up until this point. In her thirties, Audrey's always been super, super friendly and really nice. But then it's been a, it's been a scheme because she wants people to get eaten by ghosts because she finally figured out the alchemy to create what to mix lavender oil and like bergamot and cedar wood and cedar wood <laughs> and that's like ghost and that's, that's ghost like fuel ghost bait. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks a lot, Audrey. <laughs> well, that might benefit us. So thanks oh, a lot, Audrey. Hey, 
legitimately, thank you very much. <laughs> and then another thank you to our brand new friend, Mason, who uh, also has a very good podcast called WIDK, which is I Don't Know Radio, WIDK. And it's funny, it's the whole the whole premise of the show is a radio show that the FCC would never let exist ever. They they now they do swear. We don't swear, <laughs> but they do swear. Uh, but Mason sent us a brand new microphone and some stickers and it was very nice. So thank you, Mason. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Also, if our audio sounds a little bit different, or if you hear me tinkering with knobs and such, we're working on with a brand new setup. We're very excited about it, but we're also very scared because we've leveled up, and I'm nervous about the microphones. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to jump right into it then? Let's go. Let's jump directly into it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you were last week. You started last week? Yes, I did. Okay. So I will start this week. Okay. It's kind of a crazy topic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very... I don't know. I don't know how to describe this one. It's just weird. So anyways, I am going to talk about Mary Hardy Reeser. Mary Hardy Reeser. I'm pretty sure you pronounce her last name Reeser. It's R-E-E-S-E-R. Sounds to me like it would be Reeser. Reeser. So Mary lived from 1884 to 1951. So in this story, you'll find out how Mary died. Okay. And it's a little crazy. She lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, and she died at the age of 67 years old. And the day of her death was July 2nd, 1951. It was around, they want to say, about 8 a.m. when Reeser's landlord, Mrs. Carpenter... <laughs> Do you think she also did the uh, handiwork around the apartment? Because what, <laughs> what an apt, what a great name. Well, I kind of read that name and I'm like is this like a kid's book? But then I read more of the story and I'm like, oh boy, this is intense. Okay, so this is a young adult's book. So Mrs. Carpenter was the landlady and she had saw Mary around 9 p.m. the night before. So she went to her door at about 8 a.m. with a telegram because telegrams were still a thing back then. Telegrams are pretty cool, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it really is just getting like a postcard basically, but like calling it a telegram is like way cooler than like, did you get the mail? Yeah. Did you get the telegrams? How how soon do you think there's going to be a telegram place in like Williamsburg or somewhere around Brooklyn? Where you can send telegrams? Yes. I'm sure there probably is already. Yeah, but. you're probably right. So anyways, Mrs. Carpenter wanted to deliver a telegram to Mary's door. She tried the door handle and the metal of the door handle was so hot that she just called the police because she couldn't even open the door. So she's like, something's weird. I can't the metal like something's going on so the police arrive and when they finally open the door they walk in there and where a chair had been sitting like a comfortable kind of like recliner chair okay there were a large pile of ashes oh um the springs of the chair remained and she was obviously sitting there um her left foot was found wearing a black slipper okay that was pretty much it on her body and they found remains of her backbone and her skull, but her skull was shrunken. What? The police even described it as almost the size maybe of a larger teacup. Wait, her skull? Her skull. And walking around town, no one no one called her Tiny Head Mary. She didn't have a small head. Yeah. It just was shrunken. So at first they didn't even think that was her skull because it was shrunken. But when they investigated it or send it to forensic or whatever they do, it was her. But it was just smaller. So they found, let me let me get this straight. They found the springs of her favorite chair. That she was sitting in. Yeah. Her left foot. Her left foot wearing a black slipper. Her super, super strong left foot. And, and part her, of her spine. Part of her spine. And, and the a, springs of the chair. And a tiny, tiny skull. And a little teacup-sized skull. That was her skull. That was her skull. So the uh, official investigators said it was not an illusion caused by the removal of her facial features. So it just, the skull had literally shrunk. So they obviously realized that she had caught fire somehow. Yeah. But they don't know why. So the upper walls and the ceiling were completely blackened from soot and smoke, but the lower half of the apartment walls and around the chair were not at all. Yeah, cuz I was going to ask like the the door handle was hot where they were trying to go into the to the actual room, but her like the rest of the apartment was like 
kind of, sort of, like compared to a normal house fire. Yeah, so it looked like somebody had just like set her in the chair on fire and like it just melted and then the soot got on the ceiling, but like not anywhere else. It just like melted her and the chair. So they thought this was very strange because everything else was not really melted. There was a stack of newspapers nearby that were undamaged. There were... um candles that the fire was all the way melted on their sticks but the candle wicks to the tall candles stood straight up so the wicks were there but the candle was gone so to whoa 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 wait wait. okay so does that mean just like indirect heat melted all the wax off the candle but for some reason that's what i'm assuming but how but i don't think like candle science unless they used to have like Something that would hold up the wick and a candle. Well, the wax would hold it up. I mean, if you don't light the wick, then it's not going to melt down and melt through the candle. The wax would just melt off. So it was just basically saying like the wicks were not lit. So this fire did not start from those candles because the wicks were not burned. Just the wax was melted off from obviously the heat source. That's insane. So it wasn't enough to light the wicks of the candle, but the heat source just melted the wax off of the candles. Okay. So they also checked these light switches. The light switches were melted, but the outlets below were completely intact and functioning. Okay. Like I said, there was a stack of newspapers right by the chair, and they were completely undamaged. There were the bed sheets on her bed, which was maybe about a couple feet away from the chair, were completely unmarked and just perfectly intact. So it looked like as if just all of a sudden her and this chair had just like became ashes. Yeah. And it was odd. Is there talk of spontaneous human combustion? Well, we'll get into it. Oh. So... I thought this was really funny and it has not really that big of a deal to do with anything with the story, but you'll see why. Um, The police reported that the clock in the apartment had stopped but functioned when plugged into another outlet in the apartment. So the clock in the apartment that was stopped was stopped at 4.20 a.m. And I just thought it was so funny because I'm like, (laughs) well, she burned alive in 420 do you you think that's what she was doing was doing uh illegal or legal smorking no but um so that yeah the clock really had nothing to do with well anything but anyways it was a report so the fireman that had arrived at the scene reportedly said that it was so hot in there that they couldn't even stand the heat for a while because of the smolder like the smoldering Okay. So once that calmed down, I mean, they obviously knew that she was no longer alive because she was not really there. Yeah. They let it calm down and then they investigated. They sent their um their evidence, which was the foot with the shoe, yeah. the skull and the spine and just some of like basically like plastic and spring stuff from the chair to the FBI and they also thought like or they also found later as the FBI went they thought there was smaller little objects that seemed to appear like they were teeth so there was a couple maybe teeth left which is crazy because it's like all her bones were gone and like usually teeth kind of don't really I mean, do teeth like catch on fire and like vanish or those something that like stay around? I've brushed too hard before and I've smelled smoke, (laughs) but I don't know if you're, I I don't know if your teeth, like if it's like bone density or something and like your teeth take a longer time to burn up. But they only found small fractions of teeth later on, which I just think is very weird. So theory one I have is the FBI eventually declared that she had been incinerated by the wick effect. So the wick effect is basically... The deconstruction of the human body by fire when the clothing of the victim soaks up the melted human fat and acts like a wick of a candle. Oh, my gosh. So in a way, I mean, basically kind of human combustion of the body. Sure. So something triggered it and she kind of the fat of her body caught and it melted her. Well, they found out later that she was taking sleeping pills 
Okay. And she was also a smoker. Okay. So they think that she had taken some sleeping pills, lit a cigarette, was in her chair, and it caught fire to her nightclothes, and she didn't wake up, and it basically just burned her alive, which basically just made her, you know, complete combustion of her body. So it it caught her very long, ankle-length Tasmanian devil (laughs) nighttime t-shirt. Her 1884... Tasmanian Devil <laughs> nighttime shirt. Like her, her uh, ankle length Myrtle Beach t-shirt. Yeah. So she, that's pretty normal theory. That seems, I mean, it seems plausible. But there was a lot of people that counter said that because a lot of people said that, you know, it's hard to believe that the human body can be ignited and consume itself and burn itself out like a candle wick. People just don't believe that it's happened. People allegedly said that there's roughly around 200 recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion, but 200 in like the history of like what's been recorded is really not that much. So for that to happen is very rare. And they also said that it takes temperatures of 3000 degrees Fahrenheit to burn a body like that. 3000 degrees? Yeah. So I know what stuff boils around 215-ish degrees. Yeah. 3,000 degrees. Yeah, 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit to, like, burn a body the way that it did. Oh, my gosh. So, like, sadly, if, you know, she had caught herself on fire smoking a cigarette and she was sleeping because of these sleeping pills, I mean, like, that would have to, she would have to be, like, really on fire. Yeah, like, to do To all her bones and stuff to be gone. Except for her foot. And what's so weird is that nothing in her apartment was like really engulfed in flames. Yeah, like there's being on fire and then there's like really, like really being on fire. So they're not really saying the idea of spontaneous human combustion is out of the story, but no cases have ever like their whole body has been gone. Sure. So and the whole shrinking of the skull, I don't understand it at all. Like a lot of people have wacky theories of why this happens and apparently this has happened before. What? Of people like, yeah, dying in fires and stuff there. But I don't know. And then other people fight it and say like, no, if it was on fire, your skull would explode or it would crack or it would break. So for her skull to be shrunken, I don't know what that is all about. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. But yeah, so theory two is that Mary's son, Richard Reeser, had visited her earlier in the day and he was a doctor. Now you did kind of blow past that his name would be Ricky Reeser. <laughs> Ricky Reeser? <laughs> well, it was Dr. Ricky Reeser. Dr. Ricky Reeser? He was a doctor. Ah. Um, and sh- he knew that she was taking these like mild relaxers. Like the medication that she was taking was like a mild dose of what you would take before surgery. Okay. So pretty intense, not crazy. And he does not think that she, unless taking like a whole bottle, could have slept through burning alive. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. To That's a lot. It's a lot. So he visited her earlier that day and he knew that she had taken two of these relaxers um, when he was there and that she was planning on taking two more before bed. He did say that he did not see her eat anything and he doesn't believe that she ate dinner. So maybe they affected her a little more than normal. Mm -hmm. So she could have slept as she burned. I don't know. Like I know if I have a headache and I don't eat anything and I smell an ibuprofen, headache's gone. Yes. Right away. So again, I mean, the son basically believes that she fell asleep smoking a cigarette and that's what happened. But a random letter came to the detectives working on the case and it was addressed to the chief of detectives and it was anonymous and it said that a ball of fire came through an open window and hit her. I seen it happen. I seen it. Seen it happen. Quote, I seen it. I seen it happen. Quote. I like like whoever wrote that letter thought, how do I make him believe me? I'll just let him know that I seen it. So yeah, I think theory three just basically was like, no, okay. <laughs> a ball of fire came shooting through the window and you didn't help her. You just saw it hit her and you seen it. No, Yeah, I was going to say, they didn't saw it. They seen it. 
So yeah, it was really, really weird. They reopened the case back in 1975, but the only other evidence that they found was there was a rug under her chair, mm-hmm. and in the rug were melted fat remnants. Okay. Of, obviously, a Mary. Okay. So that was really the only thing else they found, and they basically just ruled it that she fell asleep with a cigarette, and it burned. And her nightgown was probably made of like rayon or, you know, something just flammable and it burned. But a lot of people still think that it's so odd of the way it burned, how things weren't touched, and just how pretty much her whole body was gone. Except for her foot. They just have no medical evidence or anything about this happening they ruled out that the gas heater was inspected and it eliminated that as potential causes of the fire lightning was even ruled out as because the electricity in the apartment was still functioning oh so somebody threw the theory that the lightning came through the roof and killed her but that was you know there was tons of theories that were just wacky they also ruled out the fact that the fire was caused by like a bomb or kerosene or napalm or anything like that so they don't think it was foul play because the coroner ed silk would um ed silk that silky coroner but he said if it were any of those things it would leave a distinct odor and none of these were detected at the scene so i'm still confused as to what exactly happened I'm I think I'm leaning, everyone is. <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. But I mean, I'm still I'm leaning towards okay, she was taking relaxers or sleeping medication and was a smoker, fell asleep. There you go. Dropped her cigarette. Dropped her cigarette. But the thing is like for you to be so much so engulfed in flames that you turn to ash. Yeah. And your skull shrinks for some reason. For some reason, but Honestly, I think like aside from her skull, what was up with her foot? I don't know. Her like foot made it out alive. Well, I mean. Well, sort of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Her foot was fine. Well, again, I was going to say fine. I'm using we're we're using the term loosely, but (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, I don't know how I I, I don't know. I'm not a rocket surgeon. It's a big mystery. And. There's so many different theories. I mean, some crazy and some, I mean, maybe not even theories, but just things that have been brought up that's like, yeah, but if something was on fire, it would burn the sides of the wallpaper too and not just the ceiling. Yeah. Unless, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would just have to be a scientist to know that. And then there was even something too about the chair. I guess they had found the person that had made the chair and it was supposed to be non-flammable. Well, false. But yeah. <laughs> so they better, they're going to have a lot of angry Yelp reviews about oh their chairs. Oh my gosh, yeah. Chair caught on fire the minute I set it at my house. But yeah, it was weird. I mean, it obviously melted long candlesticks that were sitting next to her, but didn't ignite the candles. Like it was enough heat to melt those candles. But I mean, yeah, it was as I was researching it, it said it took 3000 degrees Fahrenheit to like melt a human body and then you would and this also... is like five and six hours yeah and the fact that like not too many things are i mean compared to today up to code fire retardant or fireproof right as safe as they are today so back then if it were to be her she she fell asleep dropped her cigarette caught on fire you would think that the whole apartment or the whole house or whatever would have gone up in flames yeah but and she wasn't didn't... she wasn't a particularly bigger lady either she was i think they said she was like five six like 165 pounds so it was like she wasn't this you know huge lady like i mean because just looking at it as like gross as it sounds but like the more fat you have on you the more you have to burn i guess you look at it like a candle yeah but if she doesn't have that much then it's like i mean maybe that's why everything burned i don't know it's just a really wacky case i mean i personally think that she fell asleep with a cigarette and somehow she burned alive yikes but it's really weird. They never really explained where the son was because they said he came to visit her, but like never said like, oh, well, he was out drinking with buddies or he was sleeping or anything. It was just kind of odd. I saw the son out drinking. I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. I seen him over there. I seen it. I seen that fireball. <laughs> a fireball threw and <laughs> fell, went into her window. I seen it. Okay, if you saw a fireball... If I seen one. If you seen a fireball go in someone's window and hit 
a person because he said he's he quote it hit her i seen it he's seen it or she's seen it yeah then when you help that person i think i would i would do something i couldn't just go whoa fireball weird night huh one of those fireballs again i would immediately look the other direction too to see where that fireball came from yeah charizard unless they threw it yeah maybe it was like a really crappy confession and it was so outlandish that everybody's like it's not this thing it's not this person and that person's like well i guess i i gotta go i've seen it i've seen it because i did it because <laughs> i done did it but yeah it's really weird that is really weird i i just i just can't get over the fact that she turned to ash the candles melted because of the radiant heat yeah but nothing else really caught fire no that's it's bizarre yeah it just was like contained it was a very well contained fire how many people that you read on there were like oh aliens i didn't find any alien stuff that's surprising i know that is sure? actually really surprising that was the first thing i thought that it where it was gonna go yeah when i was doing theories but theories were pretty practical Except for the note that the detectives received and yeah, I don't know. And like somebody, I mean, the detectives actually thought it could have been lightning, which I think is if you're in the house. Yeah, I don't know much about lightning. And like whatever. unless it came from the ceiling. I have struck, no idea. I don't know. I don't know how, how, how lightning works. Me either. <laughs> it looks scary. It looks scary. It does look scary. You know, in undergrad, uh, really quick before we do haunted housekeeping, in undergrad, a bunch of us were outside of one of the bigger buildings on campus during a thunderstorm. Not a great idea because we we're very high up on the sixth floor. And we saw lightning strike not too far away from where we were. And That's, it was insane. Was it Mary? Well. It was in St. Petersburg, Florida. I did go to school at St. Petersburg, <laughs> Florida. And I was there in like, uh, what, 1949? You seen it. Oh my gosh. I seen it. <laughs> did you write the letter? I wrote it. 1951. I did it. I wrote it. I seen it. Well, case closed. Case closed. Cops, come get... It's me, Jordan. Yeah, that's it. All about Mary Hardy Reeser. I mean, they closed the case as she caught fire from her cigarette, but still today, a lot of people don't believe that's the whole story. I wonder if Ricky Reeser's still around. I don't know. Dr. Ricky Reeser. Rick. I don't know. How about Rick? Dr. Rick Reeser. If you if, if you listen to our show, send us an email, spookyspousescast at gmail.com. We won't let anyone know the email does, but we'll say, what a fun fan we have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do some haunted housekeeping. Yes. And then we'll come back and I'll get into my topic for this week, which I'm going to tease my topic. Jorts. Great. Jean shorts. Scary. It might not be a real teaser, <laughs> but it could be. Okay. Okay. Well- We'll see everyone in three, two, one. Our first sponsor this week is our new-ish nowadays friends over at Muzzum Backpacks. Muzzum is a brand new backpack company that offers minimally designed or minimalist designed backpacks for relatively inexpensive. Yeah, I think they're a great price and they have really cool designs on them too. I agree. I just got one recently that is pink. Well, it says watermelon, but we'll just say that that's pink. <laughs> they have black ones, gray ones, floral print, really overstated and really understated floral print. They're pretty spacious too. I fit a bunch of clothes in it just this weekend. I took it home. There's a strap up top. There's a strap on the front of it as well. There's a detachable shoulder strap. And then there's your standard two backpack straps. So there's four different ways to carry these bags, which is very nice. And they're already a really good price, but you can get a discount with your promo code, right? That's correct. Well, it's ours, but it's my name because I messed up when we were filling out or when I was filling out the thing. So if you go to muzzum.com, that's M-U-Z-M-M.com, you can get 10% off of any order uh, by using the coupon code JRDNREAD. That's Jordan Reed at checkout for 10% off. There's some side storage. There's a front pouch. There's a gigantic cavernous main compartment. There's a smaller little Velcro thing inside the main compartment for a laptop, a tablet. I'm not sure if laptops are dated anymore, like if they're not cool anymore. I think people still have laptops. I hope so. If you don't, then don't put it in your book bag. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, put some put uh put your tablet that you use strictly for Pokemon Go because we've seen people around Columbus playing Pokemon Go again all of a sudden. It's like, okay, I guess you guys are still playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. Well, if you want 10% off of a very fashionable and very well-made gigantic bag to only hold your phone or your tablet to play Pokemon Go, go to muzzum.com, M-U-Z-M-M.com, and use the code JordanReed, J-R-D-N-Reed, for 10% off of any order. Our next sponsor this week are our friends at the Sippable Shroom Sanctuary, is what I started calling it, at Four Sigmatic. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> You're drinking Four Sigmatic right now, right? I am, yes. I'm drinking some of their matcha, which is very good, by the way. And I have almond milk in it. Sorry, vanilla almond milk in it. And it's a wonderful little treat for me right now. I think their cocoa is also very delicious. And so is their coffee. You're absolutely right. So if you don't know what Four Sigmatic is, and that's fine. Four Sigmatic is a company that's designed these mushroom instant coffees and regular whole bean coffees, tea blends, superfood blends. You put in smoothies, hot cocoa like Lindsay was just saying but with mushrooms hidden inside sneaked away inside kind of like when you put medicine inside of applesauce or something for a doggy so you get all your mushrooms you get the healing benefits and nutritional benefits of mushrooms without having to cook up or go foraging and eat a bunch of raw mushrooms especially if you're like me and you don't really like mushrooms it's a great way to get your uh, mushroom fix without even knowing it and i really like mushrooms but when i wake up in the morning i don't necessarily want to make mushrooms in the morning so you just drink <laughs> It. You, you just, can drink, just drink it. Hey, just drink it. Nike, just drink it. They have mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, uh, lion's manes, and other superfoods and adaptogens like rhodiola, schisandra, which is the name of my alien alter ego. Uh, I live in the Nebulax region, and that's just, but that's mostly for me. Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with a wide variety of coffees, superfood blends, elixirs, and all sorts of stuff. The the cool thing is is that. They're their matcha blend comes in a collectible little metal tin, which is neat. Fancy. Which I'm going to start putting my my change, my coins in cool. there. Cool. Yes. I'm going to put my catnip in there. You have catnip? Yeah, I don't have a cat though. Yeah. Just a nip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you would like to get a tin where you can store your catnip in, only if you don't have a cat, you can go to Four Sigmatic, and at checkout, you can enter the coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE, that is S-C-A-V TRUFFLE, at checkout, and you can get 10% off of your entire order. And I believe you can order as much stuff as you want on separate occasions and use that code, and uh, the government won't even find out. Elon Musk won't even find out. He will. He will. Yeah, he will. He knows what you're doing all the time. Again, if you want to start sipping shrooms like reishi or having shisandra in a smoothie go to four sigmatic load up your cart and then enter scav truffle at checkout and save 10 percent. start sipping dude do you want to do a, a fun one it'll boost up your morale mushroom <laughs> welcome back everybody hopefully you're sipping a matcha sippable like me with mushrooms inside of it or you're like Lindsay and you're drinking some tea and that's fine but I'm wearing my Muslim backpack <laughs> with a bunch of loose tea in it <laughs> with a bunch of loose tea in it it's sloshing around and it's making a mess but I appreciate what you're doing thank you you're welcome thank you Lindsay. oh so the tea's already made yeah it's just loose oh I thought you meant like tea leaves no slushy sloshing oh, around just tea okay <laughs> just tea yeah okay before we go any farther, we have a winner to announce for our spooky one-liner scary story giveaway that we just had recently. Yeah. And we were waiting to announce it until our new top secret merchandise came in the mail, and we literally just got it in the mail today, so we're announcing our winner today, and we're going to ship out your stuff soon. So it's pretty cool. It's very cool. So the winner of this giveaway will be getting a brand new, almost one of a kind, Spooky Spouse's mug to drink your Four Sigmatic or whatever you want out of, designed by Lindsay Reed. And it's very, very cool. They're very hip. They're very fresh. They're aerodynamic. They're very nice. And they work as a mug. They're great. And they work just well, as a mug. Well, we think. We haven't used them as a mug yet. They look and feel and sound exactly like a mug. But, I mean, you got to try it first. We haven't tried it. We don't know if they hold something. You tell you figure that out. So, but yeah, who's our winner? The winner is from Instagram at Haley underscore Brit. 
So congratulations, Haley. You've done it. You've achieved it. You've conquered it. You're crushing it nonstop. You continue to crush it. We asked our listeners to say the spookiest one-sentence story they could think of. And Haley, you nailed it. Haley, you scared us. And Haley's scary story, if you are driving right now, pause it. Park somewhere. (laughs) If you're not wearing a diaper, go get a diaper. Put one on because it's going to scare the number one out. Saddle your diaper up. (laughs) Saddle your diaper up. Strap in your diaper and get ready to wipey. Here's our... (laughs) Haley's scary story is, quote, turns out... Student loan debt follows you to heck. Oh, man. I got scared again. I got got scared, too, because I've gone to, I mean, some would say too much school, and it is very scary. It's going straight to heck. I know. It's going to follow me to heck. I'm going to be the the devil's best buddy, and uh, the devil's going to be like, pay me now at once a month. Do you think you have to pay the devil still? Yes. Well, this is if you do go to heck. Yeah, if you believe in heck or like whatever your version of heck is. Even if you go to heaven, if you believe in something, you know, or whatever it Let's is, call or it good heck. limbo or yeah. whatever, you probably still have to pay your student loans there too. I would think like I've always envisioned like heck being the worst thing you can possibly imagine. And I just think about like, at least for me right now, it's, you know, a terrible, terrible things, but also being really stressed out and like not having any money and getting like bills just piling up. I would be terrified. Yes. And I bet you you get like a bill every day like, you owe me this much. I'm the devil. You'd have to pay all this money. Well, congratulations, Haley Britt. Congratulations, Haley underscore Britt. We will be getting in touch with you via Instagram, I guess. And we'll get your human address and we'll send you your prizes. Yay. Yay. So my topic this week, Lindsay Marie, is I've decided to take us over to a little place I'm calling the Cryptid Corner. Oh, you're reaching into that cryptid basket. Yeah, that li- that is over in my cryptid corner that I have. Oh. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, we've we've talked about like some cryptids in South Carolina. We've talked we we've talked a lot about the Mothman. We even drove to West by God, Virginia. Yeah. We talked about a few cryptids a few episodes ago. Like we we enjoy cryptids, right? But I believe I mentioned this cryptid a little bit in passing. But I don't think I gave it the time that this cryptid deserves. And my argument for this cryptid is that it's probably the worst cryptid, meaning the nastiest, on Earth. Okay. It's, and you've ta- we've talked about it before, just not a lot. I think I've brought it up briefly, and I gave like a two-sentence descriptor. Okay. It's called the Wendigo. The Wendigo. Does that sound familiar? Kind of. So the Wendigo is a native, is, comes from Native American folklore, specifically Algonquian folklore you like that big word yeah fancy five seconds before we recorded this part of it i went to google and played how do you say algonquian and it did it for me at least you look it up i just go at it yeah i just give it a shot but i like your like no like your sort of like devil may care attitude like i'm just winging it i don't need to know how to pronounce every word and i'm not and neither do i but i felt that this one was important Okay. Algonquian. Okay. Now I'm just going to say it because I just know how to say it. So the Wendigo is an Algonquian cryptid from around the Great Lakes region, the plains, and the middle of like the like mid Canada and over to the east of Canada. So okay. a fairly wide ranging cryptid. The Wendigo translates literally to the evil spirit that devours mankind. So is it a spirit or a cryptid? It's a cryptid. Okay. I mean, it's, it says evil spirit, but the the Wendigo, and I'll I'll, I'll get more into it. Used to be a, a human man. Okay. But then not anymore. He's a cryptid now. But I just think like what a what a perfect descriptor. But I just like imagine saying that I don't know like if you and I were trying to, to name a cryptid. Oh, I don't know, giant goat face that kicks people would be the name of the cryptid. Well, goats do kick. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. They also that they they yell and sound like Chris Tucker. Remember that? Oh yeah. YouTube video. Goats are funny. Goats are funny. There's also the loose translation of the name, not the like Webster's Dictionary translation, but the one that people colloquially refer to the Wendigo as, is the spirit of lonely places, oh. which I think is sad. Every time you say Wendigo, I always think of Winnebago. Oh, Winnebago? Yeah. The car? Yeah. That's and a car. I'm like, oh, I thought it was like a RV. I think the Winnebago was like some sort of a car, like a, yeah, like an RV sort of a deal. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because you take like the Winnie on vacation. Taking our Winnie. Taking the Winnie out. Our Winnie Cooper from, what's the show? With, uh, uh, Fred Savage? Wonder Years. Wonder Years. Hooray, Wonder Years. 
Okay, so some information about the Wendigo. So the story goes that the Wendigo was an Algonquian hunter okay, and was traveling around him and a buddy and it was winter, right? So they're doing some winter hunting. Maybe they're looking for bears or moose or something, right? In Canada. Canada or like the, the plains or like the sort of Midwest, Ohio, Michigan sort of area. Uh, they were looking for some moosers or some bears or some chompies, right? Okay. Some, some real nasty winter animals. And they're hunting around and the winter was... I guess the the story goes it was so cold that they both were almost starving to death. Like there was a really bad storm one night and they had to bunker down and it, it like caused a bunch of snow and they didn't really find out. They, they were sort of disoriented. Perhaps it was too cold to travel for a day or two. So they ran out of supplies. And then the one hunter that turned into the Wendigo decided, well, I'm going to eat my buddy. And he ate his buddy. Yeah. Well, was his buddy dead or? No. He's like, I just, I'm sorry, I'm going to eat you. Yes. Do you think he told him before or do you think he just, he's like, I'm just going to eat him without letting him know? I like to picture that they were both laying down like in a little snow fort that they built and the guy who was going to become the Wendigo after, I don't know, maybe two, three hours of not talking just went, ah, I'm going to kill and eat you, I bet. And the other one was like, what? And he was like, nothing. Nothing. No, but I what I said though? nothing. <laughs> but what, huh? And that was his last words. Yeah. Stab, what? what? Chomp. Yeah, probably. I mean, we don't know, but I think yeah. you and I can add to the uh, the proverbial Wikipedia of this thing. So what made this hunter turn into the Wendigo wasn't the fact that he wanted to eat the person. It's the fact that he did eat the person. So eating human flesh, like murdering and then cooking and eating this person, transformed him into the Wendigo. And a cannibal. Well, all Wendigos are cannibals. Not all cannibals are Wendigos. Does his, did his, like physical appearance change oh a lot oh okay yeah oh a lot for sure like into what well people equate the wendigo to being very very tall having really long legs spindly arms like a sunken in emaciated face uh with horns but i've seen adaptations of the wendigo when i was searching up stuff for this topic yeah. that it was again like a tall malnourished emaciated looking spindly man think slender man without the suit and taller okay like ribs sticking out but with a loincloth, because, you know, most drawing... I don't think there are many people who, like, really want to draw every part of the Wendigo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it had one of those, like, steer head... Not not a steer head, like a, a deer skull with the antlers. Okay. Right? One of those creepy looking things. Yeah. I think, like, maybe... What was it? Like, uh, no, Baba Yaga has, like, chicken feet or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. Baba Yaga has chicken feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many times do you say that in your life? <laughs> At least like once a day. Yeah, I think you're right. Right, right, right before I go wake to bed. up and I'm like, Baba Yaga had chicken feet. All right, we're good. We're good. Let's go to work. Morning. So during this time when the Wendigo story was happening, a lot of hunter, uh, a lot of hunters from around this area, uh, North America and like mid and East Canada, a lot of hunters would just go missing. They'd be hunting and then no one, no one heard from them ever again. Now, this is before cellular telephones. Yeah. So you would think there's probably a lot of, uh, what, mishaps and oops-a-daisies that happen while you're hunting. Well, and... this probably happens a lot. People yeah. probably leave and then don't come back. Yes. And you're like, maybe they're out there, maybe they're not. I don't know. But the fact that there were so many disappearances caused a huge uproar in these Algonquian communities because they're like, oh, well, it's got to be the Wendigo. It's yeah. got to be the guy who ate that guy, which I want to know how they heard about the Wendigo, because if the Wendigo ate its hunting buddy, who told everybody about the Wendigo? Unless he did. Unless he walked back and he went, listen, everyone. Yeah, I know. I, I look really scary and I am. I'm warning you. I'm the Wendigo. I do this really bad stuff. I ate a guy. Now I'm the Wendigo. I'm going to leave, but like, I'll look for, I'll come looking for you. Unless know. someone just saw him. Like if it was like a Bigfoot situation where like people were reported to see this Wendigo and then he got a name and, you know. But you would have to see the Wendigo eating the other person and then go, that's why he's that guy because he's eating that guy. Well, I mean, think of it like as an urban legend type thing. Like, okay, you have people see this creature and then, you know, then you come back with stories saying like, you know what? I bet that creature is eating our people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the whole folklore of the Wendigo is born. Yes. I mean, that's what I would think. I think that's a really good assumption. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why aren't you just so smart? <laughs> 
just know a lot about the Wendigo, I guess. I know. I know nothing about the Wendigo. Well, now you're learning a little bit. I know. So most of the Wendigo sightings have happened in Canada and Minnesota. Now, I like how it's all of Canada or large parts of Canada, but then just one state in Minnesota, just just Minnesota. Because it's cold there. So the Wendigo likes the cold. Yes, the Wendigo, if you live in any in any part of the world, like in a warmer climate, even Ohio, even Michigan... I guess maybe like six, like five to six months out of the year are when you only really have to worry about the Wendigo. But it's said the Wendigo prefers extremely cold climates all the time. So if you live in Florida, if you live in St. Petersburg, Florida, Dr. Rick, Dr. Ricky Reese, you're fine. You might spontaneously combust, but the Wendigo will not eat you alive. If you're Donald Duck or Goofy or what was Mickey's uh, or no. Minnie. Goofy. Minnie. I was going to say Pluto, or no, Goofy's dog. Pluto? Doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're a Disney person, you don't have to worry about the one to go. It doesn't matter. Do you think it's weird that, doesn't like Goofy own a dog? Doesn't go- Goofy own Pluto? And Goofy's a dog. Yeah, they're both dogs. Yeah. I've, I've heard this, I've heard this talk recently, and I don't know where, I don't remember where, but <laughs> Goofy is a dog that owns a dog. Like, maybe it was a, I'm not trying to how? get too relevant, but maybe it was a meme I saw. Mm. You think maybe it could have been a meme. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So about the Wendigo's appearance, I, I said the Wendigo was very tall, and I think I undersold it. 15 feet tall. Oh, just slightly taller than what I imagined. Yeah. What do you think? 14 and a half foot? <laughs> about like four foot eight. Four eight. <laughs> just a little guy. You know what, though? Huh? Would you be more scared of a really tall, lanky guy or a short, little, lanky guy? Oh, weird, because the proportions would be so weird if they were like a tiny, little, lanky, little creature. Yeah, and it was like fast and would like hide oh. and creep around. Uh, like a tall guy would kind of be creepy coming at you, but it's like, oh, you're tall and I can kind of see you, but like a little, lanky guy? Like I just ima- I just assume that he's quick and fast and swift. I think that I would be m- I would much rather deal with a very tall, lanky cryptid. But then a little one you could maybe like kick him. That's what I was thinking. Little things are typically more kickable. But, but- tall things are like it takes them a little bit longer to like reach down and grab you because they're so up there. I wanna reach out and grab you. Not the one. <laughs> creepy, creepy tall guy. Man. <laughs> i don't know yeah i would i i would be more terrified of a little of a of a wendigo mini version like the ipod nano the wendigo nano the mini i wouldn't i don't want that the wendigo said to have skin wrapped tightly around its bones like it's emaciated almost like there's no muscle there like i was saying okay uh i i said almost like that guy from men in black but like skinnier and not as not as gross. The guy from Men in Black 1 that you and I, you and I were talking about it recently where it was the cockroach that pulled the guy's skin over its body and it's just like the most disgusting oh, like, human being. It just makes like farty noises <laughs> and walks around. <laughs> yeah, Sugar water. That like, guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I feel like if aliens saw Men in Black, they would be really mad about that movie because they're like, really, you think this is us? That like, is not you an don't accurate th- representation We're of us. smarter than that. We're smarter and that's gross and crude. That's don't. vile. Just don't. Yeah, just don't. Also, he is like the nastiest character in any movie on Earth. He's pretty gross. He's a human fart. He's so nasty. The Wendigo is said to lure people deeper into the woods by mimicking the voice of loved ones or mm. someone in distress. So it gets your attention. Yeah. So you for you, there. for you, it'd be like, Lynn, it's me, Paul Rudd. I need... I'm out here. I'm just trapped. Oh, I'm. I am Paul Rudd. I'd st- even if I was like, yeah, that's suspicious. I'd be like, I'd still go out there. Paul Rudd's a really great guy. Paul Rudd's a really great guy. <laughs> he never ages. So it's me, Paul Rudd. I need help developing a character for uh, Anchorman Six. I haven't aged since I was twenty. It's yeah, weird. right. Him and Mark Marin. Mark Marin's aged. Yeah, but he still looks great. He's just a good-looking dude. Yeah, but right. he's aged. The Wendigo is always hungry, and it's always for people. He's not omnivorous, strictly carnivorous, but the carn is not Richard Carn, the guy from <laughs> Home Improvement. It's human, human carn. Yeah. Human carne. Very, very big eyes, like an owl, hmm. like compared to its body, right? I mean, if you're 15 foot tall, you're going to have big eyeballs, but compared to your body size, 15 foot, very large eyes. Being tall and lanky, I bet he has problems with birds, <laughs> like making nests. <laughs> 
on oh, him. Benham, when he's asleep? Yeah. You think he sleeps standing up? No, I think he sits like in maybe like a little fetal position, but then you got like little critters, and then he stands up, and then he just got birds. Like Classic. he's probably just annoyed most of the time. I can't. I can't hang out. I got birds. <laughs> birds again. <laughs> Living in my armpits. Birds is the uh, Wendigo equivalent to having uh, head lice, <laughs> but you have full bird. Bird. Just said the word bird. I thought you were going to say more, but you just said the word bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if this is surprising or not. Sharp claws. Okay. But on normal human hands. But it's almost like your fingers just extend into claws. Okay. There's no nails. They're just sharp, pointy, rigid fingers. human feet. Yeah, human-esque fingers. Okay. It's suspected that the Wendigo has the power to possess humans. And when it's gained control of your mind it will turn other humans into Wendigos. So in order to be like Wendigo 2, Wendigo 3, 4, 5, you don't need to eat a person, but the original Wendigo, the OG Wendy, can turn you into a Wendigo just whenever it wants. It just it just possesses your brain and then boom, you're a Wendigo. But I thought he eats people. He does. but if he, So he picks and chooses who he eats and who he turns into a Wendigo. Maybe if there's someone who is particularly strong-willed or if he's like, I think you would fit the bill to be a really good Wendigo, fellow hunter. He'd turn them into a Wendigo because maybe being a hunter by nature, you're more sort of what prone to being, I don't know, like being more of a hunter like a Wendigo is, hunts, hunts and eats people. So this means that there are, we're just going to say that there definitively, there are more Wendigos out there than just the one Wendigo. So you think he's overpopulated the Wendigos? Well, I mean, one Wendigo is too many, but two? Do you think the original Wendigo is like, man, now look what I've created. All like, these Now Wendy's. everybody's doing their own thing and like, you got the millennial Wendigos out there and they're just ruining everything. They don't go hunting. They just expect people to come to them. <laughs> Give me a break. They don't do any. They don't try. They're not even that tall or skinny. They're lazy Wendigos. Yeah. They all got dog Wendigos. I don't know if that's... I think that's that's because dogs are too cute to do that too. Puppy Wendigos? No, it's even cuter. You went the opposite direction. Hmm. Cats. Cat Wendigos. I wouldn't want a cat Wendigo after me. Like, think of this 13 foot. It has extended claws on claws. Super claws. Yeah, double claws. It has an attitude. Yeah, big one. It bites you. Imagine a sphinx cat turned into a Wendigo. Those hairless, terrible. those hairless creatures. Now, I'm I don't dislike cats. I had cats growing up. I like cats a lot, but I would much rather see a cat Wendigo than a dog Wendigo. Well, yeah, because dogs are kind of sillier. Yeah, just be silly. They would probably forget what they were supposed to do. Hee hee hee. That's a silly dog. Run around. Silly dog noise. But I think you and I are in luck because most sightings of the Wendigo happened from the early 1800s to the 1920s. No. Did the Wendigos vanish? Are they in hiding? Do they turn into something else? I don't know. Were they killed in World War II? Were they killed in World War II? Was World War... No, World War II was 1942. Something like that. Yeah, Something in the like 40s. That. I'm not a history major. No, me either. That's why... Okay. I'm just going to say something like that. Okay. Because that means, that gives me the benefit of the 20s, doubt. 20s, what? Like the stock market? Wasn't that the stock market crash? The Great Depression? Yeah. I, I'm i going to say, I know there's a lot of people listening right now who are going, no, that's not it. <laughs> but I'm going to say, sure. Well, the Wendigos got depressed. Their stock market crashed and they're like, yeah, we're out. They left. Yeah. They left. They went somewhere else. Maybe they went to Mars. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But that is the profile of the Wendigo. Thank you for joining me in Cryptid Corner. I hope you enjoyed your... I wanted to, like... I was thinking about, like, some cool theme music for Cryptid Corner. But, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, Sheryl Crow or, like, the... Didn't the didn't Sheryl Crow and the Counting Crows do a song together? Or am I... Is that just too many crows? I don't know. I think that might be too many crows in one little Counting, bundle. Yeah, I was going to pick a song from the Counting Sheryl Crows, and it was going <laughs> to be a really good song. All I want to do is have a long December was going to be the name yeah. of yeah that song. Well, because they like the winter. Oh, you're right. This is working out pretty well. Yeah. First oh, album. cool. The Counting Cheryl Crows, their Wendigo-based uh, programmatic album from start to finish. It's all one track. It's an hour long. And the name of the song, the entire song, the name of the album is All I Want to Do is Have a Long December. Yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Is it? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, me either. <laughs> well- that's all I have. Nice. Thanks, Lindsay. What a scary cryptid. I would say, honestly, like probably probably the worst because it specifically hunts and eats humans. It can control your brain. It ate a person originally. It's 15 foot tall. It has spiny fingers. It has eyeballs like an owl. 
It loves the cold. It might have horns. Yeah. It's a nasty cryptid. Think about the Mothman. But you said they haven't seen him since the 20s, right? Well, they could be really smart. And that makes it creepier. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it in a long time. Then it's not getting played out. It's not saturating the, the cryptid market. You know what I mean? Maybe the OG like killed off all the other like cryptids that he made. Oh, you think that the 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 OG Wendy said I've made a I've made a mistake and then went and I'm knocked out. S- get rid of everyone and then I'm going to start over when I'm ready cuz now I'm he needs ready. some time. Oh, that's cool. He needs a little time to plan. Yeah, like when is he going to strike again? Yeah. I mean, but like if you think of the Mothman, I don't think the Mothman had any, had anything to do with the bridge. Because we talked to a guy there in in Point Pleasant about the bridge. But I don't think the Mothman was necessarily like, what, malicious? I mean, Bigfoot doesn't willingly attack human beings, I don't think. No, you can't even find evidence. The, the Which, love- side note, I heard Bigfoot. Remember, like, the main guy that had, like, the original pictures of Bigfoot and, like, the footprints and stuff? Oh, like, the picture? Yeah. I guess his kids have, like, spoken out many a times before and be like, no. It was a joke, actually. Like, our dad was a big prankster. Like, this is a joke. But, like, nobody believes them. Oh, they just like, think they that started, they're being silly? They started this rumor to be funny and kind of start a rumor. And then now they're coming out and saying, like, no, it really is fake. And people aren't believing it. That's so great. So it's like, we can't even get rid of, like, this thing that we basically capitalized on. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess they said it was not true. That's great. They're I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way with like ghosts. If you were, if like, if a ghost were to go up to like the biggest skeptic on earth and say, hey, I promise we're real. Here's all this personal information about you. Here's, watch me do all this ghost stuff. I'm walking through walls. I'm making boo noises. I am a ghost in real life. I promise you're not, you're, you're not dreaming. Goodbye. And then like, even the ghost would like order him or like order this guy some stuff on amazon and get it shipped to his house and it was like i promise remember ship to your house from the ghost like true skeptics still go like i'm still not still not still not 100 still not 100 on that one that's just what i think yeah maybe all right people just like to believe yeah. i like to believe so do i i love like if the loch ness monster is real wouldn't that be so cool see i that's a whole nother show but i think nessie is real because the ocean we are constantly finding new things in that ocean yeah, you're and like right. it's not out of the question that there's some big looking dinosaur slash fish thing living out there. Oh yeah, I mean like look at uh look at some of the some of the the sea life that lives super super far down that gets no sunlight. Weird. What like, if it was zero like evolution? A whale and a seal had a baby, and like it was Nessie, and it lived to like three hundred years old, and it was huge. Would you call it a wheel or a sail? Oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, think about that one. I think kind of like the sail a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because it like swims around and does like fish stuff. Yeah, okay. And boat stuff, I guess. Yeah, it does a lot of boat stuff. It's just really into boat things. But that would be really kind of nice though because it's like, you know, that's the cover up now for whales because whales usually eat seals. Yeah. So now they eat them, but really back in the day there were buds. And yeah. And they made Nessie. That was just a small portion of our new segment in the show called Deep Sea Critters with <laughs> Lynn and, and George. Deep sea critters mix and match. Combine them. <laughs> what two deep sea creatures would you mix and match? Um, goblin shark and moray eel, mm. called the gorblame, gorblame sheel shirk. The gorblame shirk. Mm. It would be that one. It'd be an eel with a goblin shark mouth, where it would like extend its jaw and look terrifying. Great. We just want to say thank you very much to Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music that you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. And thank you to all you listeners out there. If there were no you, there would be no us. (laughs) (laughs) And if you haven't done so yet, please be sure to rate and review our show on iTunes. Only if you'd like. No press. It helps us out. It lets us know you guys are listening. It lets us know that you like what we're doing. And thank you for your continued support. And thank you for all the gifts that have been rolling in from Audrey and Mason and uh, the other gifts we've gotten before like the spin art and the Ouija board and all sorts of stuff. And if there's anything you would want us to talk about, don't hesitate to get at us on Twitter or Instagram at spooky underscore spouses or email us at spooky spouses cast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you any which way until next. Uh, well, until next week, have a goblin shark, sort of an extendable jaw 
Wednesday. Have a spontaneous combustion Saturday. Without the actual spontaneous combustion. Just have a good Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next Monday, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Why don't you like birds? They carry diseases. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. (laughs) Do you like birds? I do like birds. Why? I think they're cute. Great. Well, see you later. That's our show.